Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit, the horror movie review podcast for horror fans and fanatics alike. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, delivering horror movie reviews and discussions of both classic and current films every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for your twisted pleasure. Please be aware that episodes may include spoilers, and as always, I hope you enjoy. Zack Snyder is no stranger to spectacle. His films take on a larger-than-life stature that is all their own. And no matter how you feel about the filmmaker or his work, it's impossible not to notice when his most recent film's release is on the horizon. An Army of the Dead, which is currently streaming on Netflix, is no exception. Written, directed, and filmed by Zack Snyder, Army of the Dead is Snyder's second undead outing, and unlike his 2004 remake of George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead, Snyder isn't bound by genre or tradition, allowing his heist flick unfolding against a zombie-ravaged Las Vegas backdrop to be his most boisterous premise yet. After a military transport carrying the patient zero of zombies crashes and the soldiers are infected, the undead make their way to wreak havoc on the Sunset Strip. But the outbreak is old news, and Vegas was contained as the military built a wall around the city and allowed the undead to claim the city as their own. And while life continued, the cost of the initial outbreak still weighs heavily on those who survived and managed to escape Las Vegas. Now, on the 96-hour eve of the government deciding to nuke Vegas, ex-soldier Scott Ward, played by Dave Bautista, is offered a job. Take a squad of mercenaries into the heart of Vegas to steal $200 million left behind in a casino vault. But what is sold as the heist of a lifetime, naturally, goes sideways when the mercs discover that these aren't the run-of-the-mill shambling zombies, but something new, something more clever, and something very, very hungry. From the outset, Army of the Dead notably lacks much of the drab aura of Snyder's most recent films, which speaks to its feeling like a byproduct of Snyder's early filmmaking sensibilities. But does that mean he's able to capitalize on a more relaxed and fun premise in a way that makes for as wild of a zombie ride as advertised? And how does that play out during the course of the film's 2 hour and 30 minute runtime? From the start, it's important to state, I find Snyder's 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake to be remarkably well done. While James Gunn wrote the screenplay, Snyder took George A. Romero's original 1978 concept and took a much nastier and gruesome angle that turned out about as well as could be expected when one decides to remake a classic. So, we know going into this that he's more than capable of delivering a bona fide zombie bloodbath. Secondly, Army of the Dead is Snyder's first non-superhero movie since 2011 Sucker Punch, more than a decade ago. In a lot of ways, I see this as Snyder's kind of Suicide Squad-esque film, if you will. Silly, but self-aware, and just as gory as it should be, at odds with his super serious dark superhero epics that he's been largely undertaking over the last decade. Which, if I'm honest, I'm happy to see him move away from, hopefully taking those years of making hundreds of million dollar movies and applying the same stylized action to Army of the Dead's modest $90 million budget. After showing the military convoy that was carrying the patient Zero zombie crashing, in which Snyder very eloquently has a newlywed give her spouse Roadhead, causing him to crash into the lead vehicle of the convoy, there's a fantastic montage that shows the fall and quarantining of Las Vegas. This is a montage of the hordes of slot machine gambling, buffet gorging, and entertainment impersonators of the Strip being eaten by the undead, all unfolding as a Viva Las Vegas cover plays in the background. There's all manner of slow-mo shots of zombified Elvis and burlesque dancers brutally feasting upon victims as military planes firebomb the endless roves of the undead, covering the city streets of Vegas. It's an effective and impressive start to the film that displays Snyder's sense of scope and spectacle that sets the film's tone perfectly. 
It's gruesome, it's gory, but self-aware enough that there's a good bit of humor, albeit dark humor, such as watching a paratrooper drifting into a swarm of zombies as he fires his pistol as a last-ditch effort to deny his inevitable fate, only for the film then to suddenly switch to more straightforward and somber notes. Periodically, during these action shots of Ward and his team debraining zombies, shots of them standing in the midst of the chaos, holding picture frames of those who they lost to the zombies. In spite of the film's humor and at times goofball nature, Snyder does make it a point to instill in us that everyone has lost someone due to the infection. And that loss is felt, at least for a little while. And given the size of Batista's squad of mercenaries with various backgrounds, Snyder does a decent enough job of instilling that each person here has been affected by the undead overthrow of Vegas. Once again, Dave Batista shows he's capable of much more than perhaps what some assume he's capable of, even if Snyder gives him little to work with. His character Ward is a father whose relationship with his daughter is shattered in the aftermath of Ward having to kill his zombified wife to save his daughter Kate played by Ella Purnell. While it's a rather paint-by-the-numbers portrayal of a war hero looking for a way to move forward with their life, despite the traumatic baggage they've been unable to shake. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform, or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. But, Batista once again shows he's a more than stable foundation for a film's narrative, while flexing his ever-improving action chops that show his decades of fight choreography experience sells him as the ultimate action warrior, but with a bit more heart here than you'd expect. He's a fitting leader for the band of misfit toys that make up his zombie-killing squad. Whether it's the cement saw-wielding Vanderhoe, played by Omari Hardwick, the sheepish locksmith Dieter, played by Matthias Schweighofer, or the badass coyote Lily, played by Nora Arnazeter, there are enough varying personalities that they all mesh together well enough, never becoming completely forgettable. Of the relationships of the film, though, it's Vanderhoe and Dieter who are the true stars, as Vanderhoe's no-nonsense zombie-slaying prowess plays well off of Dieter's naivete quite nicely for a contrasting duo that find a fun and fitting bromance throughout the course of the film. Though, most notable is Tignataro as the black and mild ripping, dry delivery chopper pilot Marianne Peters. Not only does Nataro bring a great comedic identity to the film, but it's even more impressive that her inclusion is as impactful as it is, given the circumstances surrounding her late inclusion into the film. Nataro replaced the comedian Cristalia, who was digitally erased from the film after allegations of sexual misconduct. As a result of being added in post, Nataro was digitally inserted into the film after filming all of her scenes solo in green screen. While Nataro delivers great comedic lines, it's noticeable that she has been added in post, which does make her interactions feel less connected with that of her co-stars. But I understand it, and don't fault the film for it, given they were making the best of a bad situation. That being said, Snyder does employ several camera techniques for scenes that he filmed with actors on set that feel incredibly disjointed and awkwardly framed. Making much of Army of the Dead feel like a cheap TV movie, rather than this larger-than-life $90 million feature. There's a recurring over-reliance on shots that blur the background of scenes, while hyper-focusing on two characters having an already claustrophobically close conversation. This obfuscating of backgrounds makes it seem as if two actors are separate from the set, as if they were green-screened in, which they most certainly were not. I found this to not only be distracting, but it minimizes the focus of scenes when considering Vegas is the Merc's playground. The scope and scale should always be as large as possible. A somewhat baffling choice, further exacerbated by Snyder apparently smearing Vaseline over every lens, giving the entire film a shiny quality that, again, feels overly cheap. 
Now, I'm not sure how much of this has to do with this being Snyder's first time not filming on, well, film, but I'm not going to pretend like I'm educated enough on this subject to parse the benefits of filming on film versus digital. While I have my qualms with the look of the film, to Snyder's credit, he does manage to make the undead somewhat more interesting than your usual slow walker or running zombies by introducing the alphas. In addition to brainless shambler zombies, there are now alphas, which are mutated zombies that have increased speed, agility, and the ability to communicate with one another. There's also Valentine, a massive zombified tiger, which is about as badass as hellish zombified monsters could be in my opinion. This gives a bit more variety and creative deviation from the usual zombie lore, which makes for several instances of zombified action that live up to the film's premise, even if they're largely fleeting and far between. And herein lies Army of the Dead's main problem. There's a laughable amount of movie here. Clocking in at just shy of 2 hours and 30 minutes, which is absurd given this should be a 100 minute movie premise at best. What should be a brisk powder keg of gore and excess turns into a slog that further exposes Netflix's unwillingness to give directors notes that they clearly need. This results in several subplots that go nowhere, and Snyder's deftly attempting to comment on current events and issues such as the COVID-19 pandemic and immigration, neither of which he says much of anything other than, hey remember these? The film's action also takes a massive hit in terms of the film's length, putting so much distance between these scenes that I paused several times to see just how long it'd been since there was any sort of action or memorable action. And even when it did occur, it was often fairly elementary given Snyder's undead background. Outside of a sequence in which the Merc Chambers, played by Samantha Wynn, employs gunfu and CQC knife techniques that would make John Wick smile, or watching Dave Batista unload on hordes, or the zombified Tiger Valentine mauling the hell out of a shitheel Merc, there's very little moments of action that justify the film's exorbitant runtime. Don't get me wrong, Army of the Dead is gory and goopy in all the right spots, but outside of not even a handful of scenes, there was a considerable amount of safe by the numbers moments that were extremely disappointing given Snyder's prowess for action. And at the end of the day, somehow Army of the Dead manages just to feel like a giant TV movie that seems to be piecemealed together rather than a fluid stream of gory carnage that continues to wow and excite. You'd think that an undead Vegas playground with a zombie king riding a horse flanked by a giant badass zombie tiger would make for one of the year's most fun action horror hybrids. But Army of the Dead only ever scratches the surface of its premise's true promise. But I guess if you're in a desperate need for a zombie or Snyder fix, perhaps you'll get more out of this than I did, but I definitely expected a lot more from this. But that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit, your source for horror movie reviews and discussions every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you guys next time.